So, good morning. Time just keeps moving on and we really need to understand that sometimes the story is important. It's critical to understand that during the transition times for African American children that they were moved and then they were bused and they were used just like revenue as the foundational support could not be documented for the children who were being bused and that's just real. But the mere fact that the delay in start for African-American children, as if public education is a, well, a gift to some, but it's an entitlement to others. And the entitlement that the children who actually generated the funding, somehow those resources just never got to those children. And then pretty soon, the resources that were going to those children were all about something different than education. I'm sorry. It's just unacceptable that they could attach resources to sites and not to children. As the requirement for the federal allocation is a maintenance of effort for the children, not the buildings. And that's just a reality. Although there is a reality that they set aside enough money to continue to the maintenance and that's outcome facilities is a part of school districts because facilities is a part of the state and the county also. These are just words that deal with placement people and things, I guess. I really don't really want to get off into that area. But what I do want to talk about is the lack of disaggregated data that they are responsible for as a city, as a state, as a county, as a state nation as the offer of a free and appropriate public education is an entitlement to all children and and this shit that's going on with the republican party first they were after dr valji now they're after kamala and then they're pretty soon they're going to be after biden in this infrastructure but you better understand as we watch bridges and roads and sinkholes and buildings collapse that this is the Republican doing, as they do not focus, they focus on building business, small business. Guess where that money is coming from? You, my brother, uh, my sister, we pay taxes. But if the resources don't come back to you, then you need to question what the hell is going on as we are people that live within a nation and considered citizens. What a fucking joke. Juneteenth? Okay. What comes with Juneteenth? somebody break it down because in this nation we can't talk about murders by law enforcement we can't talk about failed educational programs and we can't talk about the lack of employment we can't talk about anything as a people and then you know you have to understand they get you all caught up in the new movies and prime video and prime and music okay the music is pretty foul but then there are some other music out there that you don't have to Accept the found music. You can create your life and live in a manner that you wish. But only if you have a certain level of basic skills. And an understanding of what America is. As we continue to exist as the harvest. And that's how we came in America. We were harvested from our country. And placed here to work. And slaves built the White House, and slaves built so much of Washington, D.C. And 
the reality is that, that most people go through the educational system without any benefit. They come out and work fast food. How do you work fast food all your life? Well, you work retail unless you're creating something. I'm just trying to understand how America has just changed. And it's not about the people. It's about the process. And the process that they have for establishing process for participation in so social media is insanity. I mean, I've noticed that people were stealing my photos and creating different profiles with bullshit dates. But somehow they had my name and my family on their page. And that's just fucking bullshit. I mean, Instagram too. Hey, this is all a part of Facebook. But I think this has to do with Facebook employees. Rogue ones. Because there are rogue employees everywhere. But it really doesn't matter. Because you know who you are. They may want to know who you are. But if you know who you are, nothing makes a difference. Especially gameplay. The reality is, is that if you have a child in America, it is your responsibility as a parent to understand that your life has changed and the commitment to self has transitioned over to the one that you just gave life to. And that's the blessing. But if you ignore your blessing, don't think in the end you coming up. Because huh? you're really going down. Because I have seen where down is where people go that ignore their personal responsibility of child rearing. Because that's the gift. And if you don't understand the gift, then that's kind of like on you. There's no training if you don't have family and you don't have foundation and no one has shared anything with you. What can you train someone who's totally... It has to be a desire to want to change for yourself. Even though you were denied access to all the resources Anyone can come up. If they have faith and belief, life is not easy. It is difficult. We make choices based on our limited knowledge. And believe me, knowledge is power. In America, it is the personal responsibility to understand if you pay taxes and the maintenance of effort considered by an employed person in America. Everybody pays health care, everybody pays taxes, Everybody pays. Some of your money is going to go to compulsory services. And when those services come back, the community in which they are affected should be having a conversation about what's happening, who's working. I mean, this part of citizenship, right? You should have understood that as we went to go vote for a day to recognize that African Americans were freed and had a responsibility for citizenship and advocacy for self. Well, is that like a movie or something? Because I don't see that many black people participating in self-advocacy. Because the minute you open your mouth, is the minute someone's going to try to shove your foot down your throat. <laughs> it's a joke. It's not a joke. People do try to I mean, life is a perception from their point of view. And even if they participate, it doesn't mean that they're participating for you as citizens. 
I mean, I don't see anybody carving out a whole lot for African-American people. And the African-American people that were in leadership, well, I was wondering how come they didn't use national data instead of state data, national programs, successful programs to mirror. What the hell is the harbor? I have asked that question so many times. I don't need a social and emotional support for my child. And if there is something that you need to teach my child, you need to teach me so I can teach my child. It's called teaching a man to fish so he can fish for a lifetime and not giving a man the fish for the day so he can keep coming back. There are a lot of programs here that are giving a fish for the day, meaning that they're not teaching sustainability. And the real reality is, is that you cannot lean to your own personal understanding as public education is mandated by the federal government. And therefore, that's why states are allowed to use truancy. I mean, these are state policies that are implemented from the federal government. And yes, understand truancy and compulsory education and support services for the human beings that live within a state come from the census. And what was the discussion from the census data? Okay, I don't think I ever heard anybody talking about that here, but you could get on as an individual and look at that census data to try to understand just what's going on in your local community. How many kids actually are getting Head Start services that look like you? I mean, Head Start is a federal program, so therefore it is subsidized by the federal government. And so is WIC for families, for nutrition, for children. And I mean, food stamps, okay. But if children received the EBT card that did not qualify because they were in a school that said they should be qualifying for these services, then I suggest you question what the hell was that conversation about? at the legislative level because it was concerning about being punished as a state for allowing children to receive EBT cards that did not, you know, did not, they weren't applying for them. And the people who actually received those EBT cards were perhaps disgusted because they didn't qualify for food stamps. Well, why would they give their children them? They're not poor, right? Okay, we got it. I got a clue. The clue was that perhaps somebody was surplanting dollars and that's why those cards were just dished out because those children were supposed to be qualifying for those services. But if you don't understand that the federal government is the only law of the United States of America and then that's why they have federal judges in place because the federal judges cannot go against the national policies, they're not policies, they're laws, and local cities and states, well, they implement these policies to try to get the people to work within the law. But everyone needs to understand when there is something not quite right. And just like Mayor Garden Garland, it's Mayor Garland, he's the new state attorney general, United States Attorney General, I mean, you know, he's the one that's up there. And he said that no state has the right to implement policies that would impede 
the ability of its citizens, especially African-American citizens, to participate in the oversight of public services. So the conversation has not been had with the black community, and I know that. And I don't care if there was black one, there was one black man in the room with the governor when he was talking about workforce investment, whatever. But I just want you to understand, I don't know who that black man is. I have no access to him. And if he was representing the black community, then God damn it, how come we don't know what was happening? And that's just real. And I still don't know what's happening as people are moving on with their plans. I mean, they just move right on with whatever they've been doing because change is not what's getting ready to happen unless we demand change. And I am one who understands what change should look like. So Head Start, early Head Start programs that take premature babies and deal with foster care children to uh, allow the foster care parents to get trained to work with those children within the community makes a difference to me. Because right now, they're putting foster care children in the houses, like halfway houses. I don't know. But they made a rule that you can have a, a license for 14 children in a, you know, in a house. Well, you know, Sacramento would have just went crazy with that. And I just can imagine that because they don't have enough room in the juvenile facility here, that they allow a lot of people to have businesses and open houses to provide your children with what? Ooh, I just want to know because whatever they couldn't teach you that they're teaching and they're not teaching your children. They're just harvesting them. And it's gotten so good that they don't know how to curb their appetite for your children as I don't see any real relevant programs and money set aside for parent engagement. Oh, parent engagement. What a fundamental conversation as it is required by every state to allow the community to engage with their community members, family. Black people should have a right to, I mean, they have an organization called Lebowski and the organization somehow could not get any of the state, county, and city dollars to do work in their community as why? Oh, Juneteenth happened, did it not? Oh, citizenship, where are you? Advocacy is real. And as we know, our performers and entertainers, I mean, I heard it was Smokey Robinson talking about the condition of education. They did a special on PBS. I believe Stevie Wonder had a especially on PPS, talking about, and he made a statement, a real one, and perhaps America didn't hear it. He says, I cannot stay here and jeopardize my family as freedom has never been free in America. And although you use me as an entertainer, this is what he said to me. Now, maybe you didn't hear the same thing, but this is what he said to me. So he said, I'm leaving America and I'm going to Ghana. That's what he said. And he made a statement and he probably has already transitioned. But the real deal is, did you not hear it? As an American citizen who has been given 
a gift of Juneteenth recognition federal holiday. Well, now I ask you, how are you participating in the oversight and the outcomes and the lack of maintenance in your local communities? And why is it that you have to keep on admonishing your children and teaching them how to behave as a slave? Okay, real talk. Because we don't want our sons being shot, so we want them to mind, because we know how to mind good. Well, guess what? For whatever reason, I'm a non-compliant. You know how they call us. And I don't, I don't care, it's just a word. But I am non-compliant, as complicity is not who I was. I've taken lots of beatings growing up and understanding that it is my belief and my belief that matters. I don't, I mean, you know, anybody can have a perception of who I am and guess what? <clears throat> That's on you. And, you know, if you socialize with people, it's a choice. You don't have to because choice is everything. So my belief pattern and who I am, I'm an American citizen. I was born in America and I understand what it means to be an American as I have been oppressed by America. And I have also been taught the meaning of citizenship and I have engaged in the process and I have seen the process at the very top, right there with the governor. So understand legislation and lobbyists and ask yourself, what lobbyists and what are they lobbying for in education here in the state of Nevada? Because for whatever reason, there has never been a maintenance of effort for the Title I children, meaning that they just never collected any data. And it was so easy for them to do it. And I'll tell you why. Because they had legislative authority and they had the governor's authority. And the people did not complain. You got me? And so for whatever reason, the state of Nevada would not have an office of civil rights. And we would have to defer to the Seattle office or the San Francisco office. And when you file with the state, with the local school district, they never responded to my complaint. I never had a letter from them. I had an email and it said, we the people. And I guess they didn't consider me a part of we the people. But as an American citizen, I am the people. And I don't care what anybody thinks about it. I was given this life by the universe. I'm still here by the principles of the universe. As life is not promised, and believe me, people do come after you with a vengeance. And I've had people have strokes trying to keep me from being the chair of the district advisory committee in Sacramento, although I was elected. And when I was the chair, I had the highest number of people that participated as they all had a responsibility to come and talk about what was happening at their schools so the district would understand that the parents were going to be engaged. How unfortunate though, huh? after I left, it went down to maybe two or three schools because you see, when they give people responsibilities and those responsibilities start self Mm. self-gratifying, meaning that they like to show up at meetings and they like the ambience of participating and they want the recognition and it's all about them and it doesn't become about the children. 
and the children are still struggling. But in America, and in an America where universal preschool is coming down, because universal preschool is the only way to get through this bullshit. <laughs> because early start commands measured services. And right now, behavior is the only impetus to public education as so few are even getting behavioral services as most people don't understand the principles of special education. Meaning that they've allowed special ed to be like people don't want to be associated with special ed like it's a label, something negative. And I've heard voice walk-ins and I've heard several other people talk about special ed and uh, what do you call this, head start, like, oh, we're the poor, because they've made it, right? They made it. And there are so many children who have not made it. And the real reality is, in America, where public services are public services, and the entitlement is compulsory as it is mandated by, mandated by law. So what do we say? I'm saying that the district attorney is a part of your life if you have a child and you don't do what you should do because judicially they can remove that child. And it seems that that's what they do a lot here in in, um, the sunny, hot state of Nevada. They put a lot of children in foster care, but then they lose those children and sex trafficking is real. And as they have not educated so many adults as the programs here, are for, I don't know. I don't see any data from the programs of the community partners because the failure I see is the failure and the lack of knowledge I see is real as I have to deal with people who have limited capacity to understand what I'm talking about. But hey, it's okay. It don't have to be you. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. You don't have to go out your box, but know what? The box exists, and the people outside the box, where they're going to make the rules. And guess what? You're going to abide by the rules, because we are a nation of laws. But if a state chooses and understands that they may be stretching, stretching the story a little bit, and perhaps they just got caught, finally everything has come to a head, and they can be happy that finally foundational services will happen for all the children and the support programs well if you ain't got no data boot and you can't document that you should have gotten funded in the first place what makes you think you'll still be around i don't know this is the america i know perhaps not the america you know but it is the one i understand so like subscribe and follow me the word is e-purpose you know out of many there's one but out of one there's absolutely none So who will you be in 2021? Okay, so good morning. It is morning. It's like 4.03 a.m. And it is June 27th. And the relevant conversation in 2021 is... 
who are you? And in America, at whatever age you are, as an American citizen, and looking at people who look like you, and understanding that there is a lack of outcomes for the investment that we're investing in America for the African-American children. There's a lack of accountability for the services that are being provided to those children as those children are not being documented and being passed on through the system until they make choices that do not benefit them as individuals. And anybody can make a wrong choice should they be hungry or desire something. And understand that if children have nothing else, of course, they are going to turn to the thing that they do have. Because everybody has to have a place to eat, sleep, and take a crap. You get me? And in America, where you can attend a public meeting and everybody that is participating in the meeting is describing their life journey and that be what the input was. And everybody has to retell the story. Yet and still, the conversation about the maintenance of effort and the lack of outcomes is not a part of the discussion. I am so confused. I don't think that I have been involved in a real conversation as of yet. And then my sister and others like to tell me, oh, darling, you just like to rule the conversation. No, I want to be involved in a real conversation. I don't care about your life. I don't care about your history. You should not care about mine either. You should be Focus on the relevancy of the lack of outcomes and looking at the outcomes and having the discussion in which we can document why we have such outcomes. You can always go backwards. I'm just trying to understand what it is and where it is that I live. As everybody can write a book if they so choose. Everybody can do what I do if they so choose. There's nothing prohibiting anyone except for the system which pretends you don't exist (laughs) and that's real so I just want you to know in America all the relevant data in regards to the American rescue plan is at the Department of Education on the United States website ed.gov and then you just type in American rescue plan and then all of the relevant dates that people should be meeting and all of the input that is expected in the process. And the process is defined there. And we cannot pretend that we do not understand that technology has come to fruition. And guess what, boo? (laughs) We are all Americans. So if I can go to ed.gov and listen and understand that perhaps y'all ain't doing what you should be doing. And I was really... When I moved here, I was really so astonished in understanding that legislators would take things from the federal government, bits and pieces, and then write legislation around that. But the obligation to the state is for the full educational support and services. And I don't care what kind of carve out you put in there. The real reality is the foundational services for children in Title I is mandatory as the federal government supplements services for children in Title I. Not all children, the Title I children, you know, the neglected and delinquent, you know, the homeless, uh, 
There's children with special needs. I mean, we could just go on the list and talk about why the federal government would supplement a state and give them resources. But when you get a committee and they figure out how to wheel down the amount of resources that actually go to these kids who are generating the full amount, but then somehow they have to share all the resources and that busing was real here and that you bus children so far that the families could not have access to their children that's known participate in their daily activities. And that is just a restrictive environment. And these children did not benefit and you did not document what happened. And therefore, your practices just continue. It's disgusting to me that no one ever stepped up and said, well, wait a minute. We have to allow support for all these children. No one ever took the time to understand that in America, it is all Americans that are entitled. E you know, means all. And out of many, there is one. And the focus is on the one, but it is from the many. And I don't know what this shit is going on. As we, I understand that the Small Business Administration exists. I understand that the healthcare, I mean, you need to just escape from your little tiny box and then think about all the duplicated services in every one of these states. And all the states have the same ability to, the footprint is on, this is what we do in America, city, state, county. You got me? I mean, you got me. And then, you know, you have county supervisors and you have, you, you, you just have an established process. And the requirement for all these agencies, when they divvy up the money that comes back to the state, is to ensure sustainable options for the people. But if they ain't looking out for your ass, then I suggest that you understand that it's time and perhaps you need to get involved. And even if you don't want to get involved, understand that it doesn't matter because they have handled your shit for a long time. And I can see that they're used to just doing shit and they don't like input and they don't like accountability here. And they've been doing We The People for far too long to understand that every American citizen is We The People. And the advantage of understanding who you are is to set that footprint and go ahead and do what you do. I mean, my podcast is absolutely free. And if you choose not to learn here, well, then go learn somewhere else. Somewhere else. I mean... When you live under a compulsory system, the district attorney and the judicial influence on you as an individual, once you have a child, I mean, the child belongs to the state unless you go to court and you get uh, custody of your child. I mean, you probably didn't know that, but that's how they really operate. Every American citizen belongs to the state unless you go to court and then you get custody of your child. So if anything happens that you're in the ability to be the supervisor, basically. I mean, there's just so many things that happen in America as we are all American citizens and expected to have that level of knowledge irregardless if you have it or not. It's like buyer beware. You understand what I'm saying? So beware because the accountability model is coming from the local community but if they shut you out and pretend that you don't exist 
and do what they do to you and you don't say nothing. Well, George Bush and the able states to do this kind of thing because the federal government is just not going to get involved unless the people demand that they get involved. And, you know, what I saw here was so criminal because of the lack of outcomes and the lack of maintenance and the pretense that maintenance of effort has to do with equally sharing resources. When Title I schools and 100% Title I schools would only hire temporary teachers, and I mean temporary teachers who did not participate in the writing of the single plan for student achievement, and quite frankly, the principals were running everything here. And uh, this is like the Wild Wild West, I don't understand it. And I know the Wild Wild West exists because simply I'm restricted on Facebook and that's a social program. I mean, socializing. I'm restricted from socializing. So I have to, and you know, I created my podcast long before they considered me a Medici and that would be a meddler or a gladfly because you know, in Sacramento, that's what they called me, the, one of the gladflies because quite honestly, I was one of the parents who were involved in the let's see, transition of Sacramento City Unified School District when uh, they had CASA, which was an organization that was started by the superintendent then. And he took and he wrote a book about education. It was wonderful during the, his time as a district employee. And uh, not only that, he created his own organization and hired the same staff that were staffed within the district to provide public services and trainings. All the administrators were going to other districts and he was just selling administrative services, but then he would charge the local district for those services. But that's where the district, I mean, it was confusing what was going on. But the minute we, as a parent group, got them to look at the evidence and the board agreed to do an investigation, well, the next morning by nine o'clock, Shredder was there and the Shredders were there and everything that he had ever done while he was a district employee was scraped, basically. I mean, just deleted. And I don't know that he actually scrubbed the computers. I don't know that he did that. But you know, if you really wanted to know, there's always an evidence trail because we're only dealing with zeros and O's, you know, data, and data doesn't go away, and the impact of failed services is relevant on any community, but when you can't have a conversation about why there's no Moulin Rouge here in the state of Nevada, I mean, and, and why, you know, there is a club, though, on Lake Meenan Inn, and it's called the Oasis, it's very, very elegant club for African-Americans who like elegance because this club is on the style of an NCO club, military style club. And I'm sure these are all retired military folks that are in this club, the Oasis. And I'm just telling you to have a good evening with a group of friends and the lighting is perfect and they, they have entertainment. It's just not all, it's not the street music. And I'm just gonna tell you, as an American citizen who is African-American, I can appreciate having a nice place to go when there is no place to socialize here 
in the state of Nevada except for the casinos. And that is, you know, everybody's place. But when you have a nation of people and the, what is it, they have an Oaks Lodge here that was under review from the city of Henderson. And it's not in Henderson. It is in Historic Westside. And the city council and the West community people, even though they have this organization that's under Power 88, didn't help to evolve that Elks Lodge. I mean, when you have black people who are in power and leadership, but are not willing to grow, not willing to let people in, and you cannot have a conversation with anyone. And it's difficult to have a conversation because you need to understand in order to have a conversation, it is not about what you're doing, truly. Because you're not asking advice. You're just telling your story of what you did in the daytime. And, you know, and you don't want anybody to comment on what you're doing. And I don't need anybody to comment on my daily life or what I'm doing. Quite frankly, whatever I choose to do is what I'm doing. But, uh, however, I am very intrigued by how long the state of Nevada was able to get by and not provide any data to the federal government. I mean, they did lump sum data and they just uh, zeros and O's, zeros and O's. And I'm saying every report that I would download from the federal government that was submitted to the federal government would have zeros and O's and then the total column, zeros and O's. I mean, that's not, that's not what education is all about. But then when you understand and you start looking and the conversation right now is to have uh, a grading policy established. And I said, wow, well, well, what year is this? <clears throat> this is 2021, right? But to have so many alternative programs and understanding that for every 100 children who would be deemed to be neglected and delinquent would generate $1 million for a state. Perhaps you need to understand that a million dollars for every 100 and then you could have a small program that perhaps only had like 17 children and put it in a school. I'm just trying to get you to understand what the hell's going on because these people have created all these behavioral services that are not connected to any SELPA, which means that there is no special education area local plan and they do not identify the types of disabilities in which they have over the years developed to independently serve families and they just have no idea about what the hell's going on. I mean, they identify children with a 504 and an IEP and they can participate in the harbor. But then when I went to the harbor to look at that data, well, there was nothing there. I mean, what is social and emotional learning? Someone should break that shit down to me as I understand what special education truly is. And it is not behavior analysis. I mean, these are not, these are people who designed a program to help with children. And then there's, you know, autistic children and children who 
have autism, and that's just a whole separate unit. It's not part of the federal services that are identified. It's just a whole different not-for-profit agency doing that. And I'm just trying to say, well, how do they even provide educational services here as nothing is connected? No county, no state, no city. I mean, absolutely nothing is connected. And as a community, I need to understand how the, how it works. So, but when you're trying to have a conversation, well, people don't like to, <clears throat> people really don't like to talk. And so people don't call you back, even though you may want to talk to them. They don't call you back. And uh, even when I have expressed concern, people would tell me that that was above their pay grade. And I would be curious as to understand what above the pay grade means when you are getting paid out of the federal coffers. I don't understand that one. So now I do. States rights and Juneteenth. Juneteenth and states rights. I understand. And you need to understand too. There is a value to citizenship. What will your value be? Will depend on what you're willing to understand that life values give you. And that's trials and tribulations. And no matter what you do, and no matter who you are, if you, if the universe is bringing you an an issue, let's put it like that, a dilemma in your life, and you fail to deal with it, well, the next time you see it, it's the same goddamn thing. Just seems a little different different people perhaps but the same scenario but once you learn how to get over that shit believe me you can get over it what I don't understand is how a state was able to get around all of the required oh and then I said okay I do understand it as long as you had a Republican Senate a Republican House and a Republican governor then you know we the people was relevant So that's how they supplanted dollars. And they were just so comfortable. And I'm telling you, they chose not to record any of those meetings, but I had to record some and share them. Because, you know, people need to understand how those conversations were being, you know, and happening. And and how they engaged and how they never talked about the need for transitional data. When they're talking about allocating the money. No, they were just trying to figure out how they can move money. And that was their whole intent. So, you know, when you start talking about the foundational services for the targeted youth that were identified under the willful defiance, because, you know, when you see a number like 259% willful defiance, you should be alarmed. I mean, that's like 259% higher than any other ethnic group. Black people had behavior issues. And I understand it. That, you know, that may be why I have limited capacity to listen to bullshit. I mean, you know, everybody has a life journey and we need to be focused on the life outcomes for the people who look like us. But when we can't have a conversation about the data and the analysis of the data and what the data just demonstrated to you by utilizing and understanding the lack of outcomes or the lack of maintenance or the opposed policies and how they're not being measured or how they're affecting the community and who gets to talk and who gets to show up and who is 
designing all these RFPs because they're being approved by the district and, and you know, hey, that's just services. But how do they, and, and how are they tying those third-party providers into single plans for student achievement? i just like to know because they're using federal dollars, but there's only a certain percentage, like 15% that they can set aside for the administrative process. But if they're just letting people go hog wild and they're using the judicial influence here, then I suggest something something clever is going on as a person could be expelled from their home school at the age of 11. And this is clearly written in legislative policy because I was concerned about this Senate bill. I was it AB 67 or Senate Bill 67 or 58? One of those bills, I don't really recall. But I know I read it several times. But in which it identified children who could be 11 and could be permanently removed from their gifted and talented placement. Just the wording was concerning to me. And then at the age of 11, they could transition to the juvenile system, but because they don't really have a large juvenile capacity here, they were putting juveniles in the adult facility. Okay. And when you ask them what educational services those children were giving, given by the district is still the district's obligation to educate those children but they don't have a plan and they don't have no data and so therefore to me it wasn't happening and I don't give a whatever about social and emotional learning as you still have to document the engagement of the student in the academic content that helps make them sustainable for life and as these things are not happening in the state of Nevada well it just makes me wonder the value of citizen here and the inability to engage in a public process that would denote that the engagement of the community was vital in helping to uplift America. And as I just confused as to what I am dealing with, I'm still dealing with the same issues, the inability to engage in the process or because, I mean, you know, I, I gratefully I'm so grateful that I have the skills and ability to log on and to listen and to participate and to get around restrictive policies that won't allow me to see and type on my computer during a public meeting and I would have to use my phone, but it really doesn't matter. As an American citizen, I know who I am. I understand my personal responsibility and believe me, boo, you should have the same level of the same obligation, but I'm not sitting in judgment. You do you, and I'll do me. And understand, I understand the security of the box, but understand when the box is out there, know this, when you step out the box, there's another box that you're living in, and it's just a bigger box. And if you're not following the the rules that are established by the federal government, that allows the state to come in your little humble abode and direct you as an individual. See, when you have a child that's underage, you open yourself up to governed, structured services. But if you have to depend on the system, you also open yourself up to governed, structured services. But if you know who you are as an American citizen and understand you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of this happiness thing, they say, individually, we are all entitled And when you know who you are, well, you understand what you're looking at. 
And when I see no evidence of any of the major organizations seriously having a real conversation about the lack of maintenance, I am concerned that the NAACP is at the table without educated people to have a dialogue about the lack of maintenance of effort for the children who are in there and in the in their vicinity and who are the members and when I went to the NAACP meeting to listen to the questions of the audience and to see how perhaps the leadership was all excited about who they were and not excited about what the concerns of the people were because it was always so, so great that they couldn't uh, deal with I mean, there's no real evidence of access in the conversation, and there's no evidence of work. I mean, because just because you can put on a, an event and come and show up with your good, beautiful dresses or whatever, and understand what I'm saying, irrelevant when the conversation is not happening about the maintenance of effort for the local community. It's the same way I feel about the churches. It's the same way I feel about community organizations as we cannot identify why we have so much, ah, so much dysfunction in our local communities and so many people who lack basic skills and basic amenities. And the conversation is that we would just like to look over the pain that is in the community, even when you have veterans who don't have real access to real services, as no access to real services exist, and accountability to me is everything. The lack of maintenance of effort is real, and when people are entitled to move and supplant funds and not deal with this at any time in the last 20 or 30 years, it's concerning as I'm an American citizen also, understanding what I see is a lot of lack of accountability. And perhaps we just need to move down that road, be accountable, ensuring that we're creating access for all, and have that real conversation about the lack of maintenance of effort, and talking about the real data, and how we can bring about the changes. Because I don't care about what happened in the past. I care about what's happening right now and safeguarding children from committing suicide for them feeling like failures but understanding the system that is implemented now. This moment is all about documenting failure and that has to change. Well, it's time for me to go in and have a little break and I might come back and have one more talk because E-purpose, you know, no matter many, there's one, but out of one, there's none. So the word is, who will you be in 2021? Please, 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 please like, subscribe, and share. <laughs>